Hi, welcome to 36 Questions. I'm Nick. And I'm Anna. And we're a married couple. We got married in real life. It's great. It was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good day. Uh, our vows were the best vows. It's true. So we're if you weren't there, I'm phenomenal. sorry. You'll never get to hear them. <laughs> Uh, and we have another married couple on today, but we will get to them yeah, in a we'll second. Yeah, we'll get to them in a second. Because we want to tell you about what the 36 questions is about. Yeah, it was created by a psychologist called Arthur Aaron. He's a real person from the 70s. He's probably still alive, right? <laughs> if you're listening, Arthur. It's funny, people from the 70s, you know, can also be from the 80s and 90s. But he, he concocted the uh, psychological test in the 70s, and he wanted to create a list of questions that would make people more intimate with each other. And he brought a bunch of strangers in a room, and two of them asked each other these same questions, and they got married six months later. Oh. So it's amazing. They invited everyone else who was part of the study to the wedding, which yeah. is cool. Um, but in this case, uh, we have two people who are already married. Yeah, our first season was all strangers, and this is our second season, and we thought it'd be fun to do uh, married couples in the podcast. Yeah, it's been great so far, so we're yeah. going to continue that. We're excited because we know this couple, but I'm excited to learn maybe new things about them that I don't know before. They are not nervous. <laughs> They're not freaking out. Uh, also, if you hear some kind of Michael Jackson radio station, <laughs> <laughs> there's a ghost. We're broadcasting from their house. This mm. is our first, uh, what do you call it? Out on the field podcast field recording. Field podcast. Uh, so, and they have a ghost that is Michael Jackson radio station. I think that's perfect for an October podcast. Yes. With Very uh, a Michael Jackson ghost. This is our so Halloween <laughs> episode of this podcast. <laughs> But we have with us uh, Nick and Marissa Khan. Say hello. Hello. Hello, everyone. How are you? And uh, how long have you guys been married and how did you meet? We've been married for six years. This but last we knew each May. other for 10 years before that. We were friends. So we, we had performed together at this summer stock camp in Cape Cod called the College, College Light Opera Company. And we do like nine shows in 11 weeks. And uh, we performed together and we were friends for about 10 years. And Nick was the oldest person in the company and I was the youngest person, what? which was like, you know. Five years here, guys. Not so like, not he, crazy. <laughs> he moved to New York and then I moved to New York shortly after. And he was like my big brother. And like would tell me where all the best burgers were and stuff like that. You know, useful information. Useful you information like hamburgers, yeah. <laughs> and they make fun of me because I ate it with a fork. Well, and then we started talking when Facebook came around about around 2008, 2000, mm. yeah, right, 2008, 2009. It, it came around before then, but it well, only reached. When this old fart here started using Facebook, <laughs> um, that was around 2008. And so we started um, posting pictures from that time where we performed together. And it was so nostalgic, and we started just chatting it up again. And then we went out. We decided we are going to go out and grab dinner one night, and neither one of us knew if it was a date. And, uh, <laughs> no, I re specifically remember having the conversation with my sister about what to wear, and I put on a skirt, and she's like, oh, no, that means it's a date. <laughs> and I was like, but is it a date? I don't know if it's a date. So I wore pants. Well, I was kind of <laughs> hoping it was a date, because I always thought she was really hot. So. so when she showed up in pants, you're like, oh, it's not a date. Did you think that? Oh, I, I knew it wasn't a date. The minute she walked in the room, I was like, oh, like this is happening. We're, we're like... We're, we're taking this next step from the friendship to whatever this is now. So. I love it. I love yeah. the story. And now they have a little baby. Yeah. They do. We, we have actually, a big baby. Yeah, we ha he's two and a half now. So They have a baby and they hang out with celebrities. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> this is our celebrity couple well, edition. Well, we, we stalk celebrities. Right? Yeah. You stalk <laughs> <laughs> No, it was pretty cool to tell people, oh, Wolfgang Puck is making dinner for me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this is stupid. 
They had dinner with Wolfgang Puck two days ago. Yeah. yeah. And Daniel Ballou. They made. They actually made us dinner. Not just us. There no, was, it was, was like, like a whole thing. There were 300 people there. It makes but, it sound like we just were all falling yeah, around. Yeah. He's like rooting around our kitchen looking for the <laughs> spatulas and, and stuff. we're definitely not friends with them. They're the people who, like, we're the, they want to take pictures with people in the room. And then they were like, can we get a picture too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's part of it. I may have accidentally grabbed Wolfgang Puck's butt. Why? Thinking it was his back. I was putting my hand around him because I was sitting. And so he, he has was a very standing. high butt. So he has a high <laughs> butt. And so I put my hand over there and I was like, oh, that's weird feeling back. It's a quality problem. And then the Wolfgang Puck was like, this guy over here felt my butt. And I was like, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry because I have a good story from it. <laughs> I think the episode is going to be called Wolfgang Puck's butt. Yeah. <laughs> Wolfgang, <laughs> Wolfgang Puck has a high butt. Yeah, yeah. has a high, has butt. A high <laughs> butt. And a hell of a chef, I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> and his food is amazing. Yeah, yeah his he food's can, fine. He can make a steak. I, I'm sure it's not even called this. When you are Wolfgang Puck and you make steak, it's probably called something else. Yeah. Like Jesus. Like I'm serving Jesus to you. Yes. Right now. It has a different <laughs> name to it. I'm into yeah. it. All right. Ready to answer some questions? All right. Oh, here, we <gasps> here we go. Hey, we're still together, okay? Just wait. For now. We're I still know. together for now. We're going to be the first couple that gets divorced after this. <laughs> Number one Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Uh, I would say I'll let you answer first. Ladies oh, first. No. Ladies' choice. You, you first. You first. Um, anyone in the world is a dinner guest. Are they alive? They don't have to be alive. This is the Halloween podcast. Yeah. Oh. Oh, then definitely Chris Farley. Mm. Ab- like bar none, he would be the person that I would and sober Chris Farley. <laughs> Probably not like high on coke. <laughs> Um, I know he was like a role model of mine because I just love him to death and I think he would have been I hear, I hear he was a very sweet guy and like I loved him so I was so sad when he died so I would definitely have Chris Farley what would I say um, dinner guest I guess I should say some great literary person but I don't think I'd want the Brontes at dinner they tell <laughs> awful stories <laughs> It'd be so sad. And they probably wouldn't like my food. So I don't want Emily Bronte to come to dinner. So this turned into people Who I don't I want, want yeah. from history. Uninvited. Yeah. Uninvited guests. <laughs> Uninvited guests with Marissa Khan. Yeah. Oh, it's my turn. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Would you like to be famous in what way? Number two, would you like to be famous in what way? I, you know, I'm an actor, so, like, there is a level of, I'm not going to lie and say, I, because everyone's like, I don't want to be famous. I think everybody kind of wants to be famous for something specifically. Um, but I think I would want to be famous, not so much for being an actor, but just because, uh, how do I say this? I would want, like, I really enjoy making people laugh. Like having someone laugh at me has always been like something I love. And so I would love to go down as like, oh, remember that guy? He was so funny. Because those are the people like that mean a lot to you or the ones that like, or that I was a good person or if I was, you know, I did the right thing. I was a good father. Like I'd love to be famous for being a good husband and a good father. And <laughs> sorry, this went farther than I thought it, it did. would. It was deep. Um, <laughs> I don't, I always... I remember when Tina Fey was on Saturday Night Live, I used to say, oh, I want to be Tina Fey famous, but I don't want to be Tina Fey famous now because she's like super famous, like household name. I want to be like, someone says your name in a way that's like, oh, 
that's that's Marissa Khan. And they're like, oh, who's that? And people are like, you don't know who that is? That's the kind of <laughs> like insider famous. But you still have a little wiggle room. People yeah. don't hoard Fame's you. hard though. Like I still enjoy, like if we ever do become famous, I really enjoy right now being able to walk around and not, like those people who have to constantly get berated by, and it's not, whatever, it's a great life I'm sure, but like anonymity is a nice thing sometimes too. But people recognize you from your show because yeah. we live in the neighborhood that people come to mm-hmm. see the show and then people recognize him from your episode of um, Jessica Jones Jessica Jones people come up to me and they're like why did why did she Kristen what's her name Kristen, Kristen Ritter Kristen Ritter hurt your leg why did she do that to you I'm like I'm okay I'm okay I'm getting through it <laughs> <laughs> like that level of fame I'm okay with but like and we have a lot of people in our building who sometimes I think do I know them because they're my neighbor or do I know them because I've seen them in something? On Orange New Black or something. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. Number three. Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say why? I definitely rehearse if I'm going to... Uh, if I'm going to call out sick from my show <laughs> or from work because like... And I'm genuinely sick, but you still... You don't want to sound... Like you're trying too hard to be sick on the phone. <laughs> and, and he'll always be like, everybody be quiet. Everybody be quiet. Don't have fun. I'm calling in sick. And I'm like, I'm not having like fun. Gonna, I'll get, but all he's going to keep yelling even if yeah. I call and I'm sick. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm always like nervous that I, they're going to think I'm like pulling a fast one. <laughs> Can I just get an example of you calling in sick to work? Okay. Uh, hey, hey, Christine. <laughs> I got this really bad sore throat. I'm just, I'm going to, I think I'm going to lay in bed. I'll, um, I'll tell you later. Bye. But I really did have a sore throat, like so, like. But if I call like this and just be like, "Hey, Christine, how's it going? I'm, I'm having a sore throat now. I'm calling in sick. Bye." But you are having a sore throat. I know. I get nervous. I w- it would be different if we were on a beach somewhere, but we're never on a beach. Somewhere. I used to never call out sick ever for any kind of work because I thought that I could just plow through it. And then Marissa was finally like, "You have sick days. Please take them because I don't want to get sick." Yeah, especially <laughs> so. baby. I always practice before I call people. I have like. Oh, I didn't know this about you. Yeah. I think it's like social anxiety or you something. You don't do it out loud though. You do it in your head. I will write it down. Oh, really? Yeah. So I have so many, especially voicemails. Like I have this voicemail and I kept it somewhere in a notebook of the like breakup voicemail oh. I, I sent to somebody and it was like super clever. Yeah. <laughs> what was Wait, it? is it for me? Oh my goodness. <laughs> something about like, I was, I was young because I was like, Hi, I know you're screening your calls, so you don't even have to bother to call me back because I won't answer. Click. <laughs> like in my mind, that was a really great voicemail, but yeah, yeah. You called back though. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number four. What would constitute a perfect day for you? For me. Um, we had a pretty perfect day on Friday. Aww. We went to that little tiny miniature museum. Gulliver's Gate. It's really cute. It's a little expensive, but it's worth it. It's got these, all these miniature cities from around the world they've created, and a lot of them move, and the trains move, and then you can turn keys and turn oh, parts we, of it. We started the day we got tamales, oh. and then we went over Any to... Any day with a tamale is like yeah. a good day, you know what I mean? And then we went there, yeah. and then we came home, and then we went to that crazy fancy dinner so yeah all right let's do that every day that Tamales, was i'd agree that Tamale was a breakfast and miniature Wolfgang land with Puck. our son and then you know wolfgang puck's butt that's a perfect day <laughs> i love it that's really cute 
Um, when did you last sing to yourself to someone else? Uh, like 10 minutes before you got here? <laughs> I have an audition on Wednesday and I was trying to learn the music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also debating right now. I have, so I have this audition for Joseph and the Amazing Tentacolor Dreamcoat, but they want a dad bod guy for the lead Joseph. Perfect. So I'm going in for that and I have to sing Close Every Door, but then they want something, they want you to sing something that's uh, upbeat, funny, and something you can physically move around the room and do something. So what I normally do in that case is moving on up from the Jeffersons. That's like my go-to song for like fun, like crazy fun song. Marissa was like, no, this is what you need to sing. You need to sing the Gummy Bears theme song. Do you remember that theme from song? From the TV show. Gummy Bears. It's the best. Bouncing here and there and everywhere. Right? Because it's a little bit cheesy like Joseph, you know? So I was like, how but am I going to so do this? And serious. I was like, oh, I could even hand out little gummy bears during the song. Like, if you're going to go for it, if you're going to sing the gummy bear you song. You have to do it now because you said it. Now on it's a on podcast. this podcast and I'm, I'm tied to it forever. So, <laughs> fine. I'll sing to get it. Away from <laughs> but no, we, we have a very singing household. We sing all the time. And our baby sings himself yeah. to sleep. It's very oh, sweet. That's so cute. And he makes up songs. That's like, he'll so take cute. tunes of songs and he'll turn it into another song. It's mm-hmm. just, it's too. He was mixing up the, the, the far, uh, the farmer, and the uh, and then bingo, and they kind of run together. They're kind of the same song a little. Bit, so. Well, he also um, would sing. It was a farmer had a dog and bingo, but there was also, and on that farm he had some chickens. E i e i o. It's kind of the same song, you know what I mean? And when the wheels are on the farmer. bus, he, there's everything on the bus. He has a dinosaur on the bus. He has a train. One time there was a train on the bus. Yeah. Goes toot toot toot. And then my favorite one he ever said was. The tree on the bus says, leaf, leaf, leaf. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my heart can't even handle it. Um, number six. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Definitely body. I don't want the mind of a 30. Thir- I don't want my 30-year-old mind in my head. For the last part of my life. I mean, is that like, is it like keeping your wits about you? Because I've definitely learned so much more since I was 30. I don't want to have like stalled brain. Right. No, I think the life experience is more important. And plus, if you have a, my 30 year old body, I mean, it's not much different than it is now, but like probably had 10 years more health in it. Right. That's what I would think. My, I guess I would say the same thing, but it sounds sort of superficial. It does. But like literally I feel like I'm getting arthritis or something. My body is breaking down. Yeah. I'm only 37. I'm 42. So every time I go to the doctor, they're like, well, you're over 40 now, so we have to do this. And that, that's like the new thing. Yeah. Whether so you're getting the, the thing up your you-know-what or the eyes. or the, And they're like, oh, we got to do the cataracts test. I'm like, cataracts? I'm 42. For the people listening, Nick put up a finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we're not on video. i got to remember that. Yeah. They can't catch your subtle humor <laughs> without. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'd keep keep my body. Oh, sounds bad. Only because I'd rather I'd rather have what I've learned in the last ten years, specifically what we've learned in our marriage and with having a kid. That's I. But I think they just mean like, like the like your brain will be able to think like you're thirty, not all your like you're gonna stop thinking altogether. Yeah, I think I think I'm I'm better at forty than I was at thirty thinking. So I'm definitely calmer. <laughs> Says me. Uh, number seven. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? I I have 
anxiety about how I will die. You do? Oh, yeah. I think about that all the time. Like, all the, especially with all these, like, things that are happening. Mm. And then I have those thoughts and I think, am I going to get shot? Or am I just imagining it? Am I being, like, empathetically thinking about it Mm. too much? A.K.A. anxiety. I don't think about death too much, actually. I don't think about how I'm going to die. I always figure it's probably going to be, like, um, some kind of health thing. I don't think I'm the kind of person that would like get hit by a bus or something. I feel like it would be like, Oh, you have this now and this is slowly going to take you or something like that. I do wonder, like my grandmother had ALS. And, um, so I think about that sometimes being like, well, I definitely don't want to go that way, but if that's the way I go, then I can't really do much about it other than, you know what I mean? So I think the closer relationships I get, like when I got married, it was like, oh, I can't die now because it'll be really sad. <laughs> and then when I had a baby, it's like, I can't, I can't die. Like last night, I, the other night I had a dream that I was bit by a zombie. And it, the most terrifying part about being bit by a zombie was not that I was going to turn into a zombie, but that my little baby was going to be by himself. Well, he had well, Nick. Kid um, you. Unless you get to him as a zombie and then he'll be a zombie too. <laughs> so <laughs> listen, we could be a zombie family. That's true. Cute little zombie family. Did. At that point, we won't eat each other because we're already all there, right? Yeah. I did. I did grow up Mormon, so that is an eternal family right there. <laughs> okay, name something. Number eight. Name something you and your partner have in common. Oh, Many nothing. Just one. Just name one thing. Oh, right now, just freckles. I'm looking because we both have freckles. We have a lot in common, actually. We are both Leos. Mm-hmm. Our moms are both Leos. Mm-hmm. Our middle names are both Lee. What? Both of our fathers were adopted. Very crazy. Wow. Yeah. We, we both have Gemini older siblings. We were we used to be conjoined twins with each other. <laughs> <laughs> we used to be vegan. Not anymore. Uh, we have both been married for six years. <laughs> <laughs> we both have a child. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're very similar in a lot of ways. There's a lot of, like, in terms of comp, like, uh, like last night she was like, "What do you want for dinner?" I was like, "I don't know what you want for dinner." She was like, "You want stickies?" I was like, "That's what I want." Like, I'm so glad you like suggest. You know what I mean? There's some things that we're just like, "That sounds great." You know what I mean? Thanks for. Sometimes we get on that weird wavelength where we we think alike. But I feel like most relationships are like, what do you want for dinner? And former conjoined twins. For the next too. like 50 years, that's what your life is. Like, what do you want for dinner? I don't know. What do you want for dinner? That's <laughs> exactly right. Uh, number nine, for what in your life do you feel the most grateful? Um, I'm most grateful for my wife and my son. Like, if before them, it would have been like having like, you know, a lot of things given to me by my family that I didn't have to ask for. And a lot of like, I had a pretty decent life growing up. So, but now the most, I think I'm most grateful for my family, my wife and son. I didn't, I didn't think I would, I would turn out this well with them. Cause I didn't, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't know what it would be. I didn't know it would be as, as wonderful as it is. So that's oh, sweet. No crying on this podcast. <laughs> now I have to say the same thing. <laughs> you're like, you're like uh, Takis, right? Takis. Yes, <laughs> I like Takis and, and, Greeks, <laughs> and Greek yogurt. That's, I'm the most thankful for that, that combination. 
It's just really changed my life. <laughs> this is why I'm most grateful for her because she can literally turn a serious moment into a comedic moment and it just enhances it more, which is nice. Wait, you put Takis in Greek yogurt? Oh my goodness. Anna? So get the Taki Fuego. Okay. And you get just plain Greek yogurt. Dip it in. Okay. You got you got breakfast, lunch, and dinner right there. Protein. <laughs> the corn is good for you. The MSG. Fiber. All of it. It's all great. It's colorful. It's red. It's <laughs> You're eating Colorful your colors. <laughs> I don't think you realize how much Anna loves Takis. Well, oh, you have, love them? Well, we have like a Mexican version of Takis that's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Yes. Because Takis is, where's Takis from? Texas, right? Oh, Texas, yeah. No. Is yours ta- better? Uh, I mean, yes, because I'm biased because I would have it. <laughs> what are they called? Uh, what are they called? Uh, chicher- no, churritos. Is what Do called. they sell them in the city? Uh, you have to go to like a Mexican grocery store. Oh, we're doing it. I'll Let's do it. I'll bring you guys some. I'll bring you guys some. Well, we should, we, and we should do like a taste test of all of them. Let's, you guys, stop the podcast. Okay, Let's do stop. a different podcast. <laughs> no, we're going to be back, <laughs> in, we're gonna be back podcast. in like three hours. Talkie, <laughs> talkie talks. Yeah, talkie talks. Yes. It's just a lot of crunching. Yeah, it's, no, I introduced them to my mom. If you have that disease where you can't listen to people chewing, don't I tune don't, in. I do not. Don't tune in to talkie talks. <laughs> I introduced Takis to my mother and now she's obsessed. We have to send her boxes of them every once in a while because she loves them. Okay, so this one, just say two minutes instead of four minutes. Okay. Take four minutes and tell your partner. Oh, I do this every Another time. question first. Eleven. Take four minutes and tell your... Oh, two. You, you can't throw too many things at me. <laughs> This is why I don't have that Metamucil commercial. Um, number 11, take two minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. Okay, so I was born in Leighton. No, I was born in Ogden. <laughs> I was born I was born in Ogden, reared in Leighton. Um, I went to, I was East Leighton Bobcat. I was a, um, what was I in junior high? Anyways, junior high, purple was the color. Cubs, we were Cubs. And then I was a Lancer. Lancer. What's a Lancer? And then I was a Wildcat at Weber State. And then um, I was got to be a person for a while. That was nice. And um, was now I'm married. Seconds. You <laughs> I have to keep going. I mean, that really defines me. Is my, sc- <laughs> my school mascots really define me. So far, you've named school mascots and colors. <laughs> And you got your birth city wrong. <laughs> I did get my birth city wrong. Um, so I'm going to go. Uh, I'll see you guys later. Um, no, I was born. I was raised. I'm here. I started off as an actress. Now I write plays and other things to actually make money. And there's no detail. I've not put any detail. There's supposed to be as much detail as possible. And I ruined it. And two minutes is up. Bye. <laughs> Hands down, my favorite, my favorite description of anyone's life. There was no nervousness at all in no, that, in no. that monologue. No. no. <laughs> you make somebody with social anxiety explain themselves. <laughs> it's your turn. Oh, I go now? All right. Uh, so I was born in Columbia, South Carolina, and I lived there until I was about nine years old. And I was, um, I was a very happy kid. I ate a lot. And my mom said I was a perfect child. I slept and ate and pooped exactly how I was supposed to. Um, I was a redhead in a family of all brunettes. So I always a little bit felt like an outcast uh, 
just my own like stuff. But um, and redhead kids kind of get made fun of sometimes, and they were kids. But I was awesome, so I didn't care. And I also had Star Wars, which was kind of my um, Star Wars was my thing. I used to have all these figures, and I had the Ad Ad, I had the Millennium Falcon, I had all of them. My mom, my mom and dad would buy all of the toys for me, and then I. You know, of course, went to G.I. Joe and Transformers, but Star Wars was always my thing. So um, then we moved to Northern Virginia when I was 10 uh, into Fairfax County, which is this really metropolitan area right below D.C., or I guess to the west of D.C. And um, my southern accent went away, and I went to um, uh, elementary school there and then a middle school. And then high school, I went to Chantilly High School in Chantilly, Virginia, which... um, uh, it was a really good school, and I did music, and I did football, and I did track, and uh, after that, I realized I was, I was I was majoring in architecture in high school, and I realized I didn't want to do it anymore. I wanted to go into music, and I remember talking to my music teacher, and I said, I wanted, I don't want to do any of these things. I want to go do music, and at the time, I had moved on to criminal justice because my dad was a criminal justice major, and he was like, what do you want to do? And I said, all I want to do is sing. And he says, well, I think you should talk to your family, but if you want to make that happen, I will help you make that happen however I can. So then I went and talked to my parents, and we sat down at the table, and I thought they were going to be so mad at me because I'd already like done two years of criminal justice work, and I said, I just want to change my major in music and be a singer. And I was just waiting. I was waiting for that, like, oh, here it comes. I don't know why. I, I just had this like conception that they weren't going to be on board. And they looked at me, and they said, okay, how do we do that? How do we do it? It was just like the nicest... Thing. And, they, and so I went and majored in music and then I went, to, I moved to New York right out of college and we, um, I ended up performing a lot and I made it to Broadway and then I met the woman of my dreams about 16 years ago and we got married and that has been the best part of my life is the last six years of my life. Mm. So all of that said, the last six years have been like amazing and difficult and wonderful and awesome. <laughs> So you have an example of the best story and the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Number 12. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? I want to play the piano. I think that would be helpful in my life. I want to time travel. I want that ability. See, now that was a, you made a better answer. (laughs) Or or fly. I want to fly like Superman or I want to have, see, I think like that. I think like a superhero. I'm just like practical. I'm like, I just want to, I don't know what I want to do. I want to go back and see what happened the night OJ. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I, I want to play the theme from Doogie Howser on the piano. <laughs> Your dreams can probably come more true than mine. That's probably true. I'm surprised you grew up in Utah and you didn't learn how to play the piano. I mean, I did. That's you just want to whip out of some numbers at a party. No, right? I mean, I could play, I could play Sweet Hour of Prayer. That's not useful. <laughs> Someone I actually tried to play it so when I was I went on a Mormon mission to Hungary and the organist stopped going to church and so I moved into this this area and the girl I took over for she really knew how to play the organ and I was like well I could play something I could play Sweet Hour of Prayer so I practiced all week like I'm not that good and I practiced and practiced and practiced we get to that Sunday Sweet Hour of Prayer has not been translated into Hungarian so nobody knows that song to me I'm like this is the most simple song everybody Nope, no sweet hour of prayer. So then it was like, we got to get that person to come back to church that day. <laughs> so I start the like, the prelude before when everybody's coming in and it's just like honk, honk. 
honk, honk, because <laughs> I'm horrible, and I've never played an organ. And then all of a sudden, the doors open, and there she is, what? the former organist in all of her glory. She came to save us. Came back. You got her to come back to church? I did. And then I stopped going to church, so. <laughs> well, one for one. You exactly. One I traded. We switched out. We swapped. <laughs> yeah. Tag out. <laughs> Uh, number 13, if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Um, what would I want to know? Ugh. Are we going to go on vacation anytime soon? <laughs> That's a fair question. <laughs> I mean, I guess um, you have to plan and like save for a vacation, but I just yeah. want to know if I'm going to on a nice vacation. That's yeah. really a, a stupid thing to know. Yeah, no, that's I, I like that. I, I was going to get much deeper, but I don't know if I want to because I don't want to know how anyone dies. I don't want to know no. how. When? Just live it. Yeah. it's That's not something I want to know. Oh, I do want to know when like the next set of Star Wars is coming out, but that's... Well, you do know. No, the one after this. You know there's going to be another one, so... Oh. Um, okay. Number 14. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? I've dreamed of going to Hawaii my whole life. Why haven't you done it? Because we've never been able to afford to go. Ooh, these, this is like the crystal ball. These questions go together. Mm-hmm. Hawaii, that's our vacation. I've wanted to ball. go there so bad. Like my whole life, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. I think it's because I saw the Brady Bunch episode where they go to Hawaii and they're wearing that little ambulance and they have all that bad luck. But I'm like, I won't have the ambulance, so we'll just have fun. Oh, it gets, <laughs> there's more steps, <laughs> not just sitting on the beach. Um, I forgot what the question was. It wasn't about Hawaii. There's a dream that you've had. What have you not had. done in life that you've always wanted to do? Like, right? Oh my goodness! I've always wanted to like have a rock band. Why haven't you done it? Because <laughs> I can't even play the piano. <laughs> <laughs> you can be the lead singer. No, those kind of people. Are, that's that's weak. You have to play an instrument. You can't. People who are in bands who can just sing. Maybe I have like a. Maybe because I can kind of sing. Like I I don't really respect. What about Phil that. Collins? Does he play? Phil Collins. <laughs> we need to have like we need to like have like a rock. Peter Cetera didn't play you. anything. Oh wait, I oh think he played God. piano actually. Never mind. This is I, he only listens to pop music, so unashamedly listen to pop yeah. music. When he thinks that Peter Cetera ha- is a rock. Look how happy band. I am. <laughs> That's true. I'm miserable. <laughs> Maybe listen to more pop music. That's true. <laughs> Number fifteen. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Uh, Having that damn baby. That's God, true. that was hard. Yeah. That was rough. Having a, I'm not going to pretend like it's not. I'm not going to pretend like that was like no. an amazing experience. I mean, I it was yeah. only amazing because I was like, how the hell did that happen? Still, she, physically, I can't even imagine how Marissa, it happened. Marissa was in labor for 46 hours. and It was rough. And I had the epidural and everything, but it like, wore off at some point. They're like, we can't give you anymore. And they wouldn't feed her. And so like... It, it was, was, it was, it was rough. I was she worried. Had to go through and, like, he, he, he was a tough birth for her. And, um, my, and, we, and we had to... Like, there's a lot. I just didn't... I didn't know what was going to happen. And I was a little... I wasn't really nervous because that doesn't really like bother me. But I didn't realize how hard it was for her, and that bothered me. How hard it was for her. Breastfeeding and and everything is just having a a kid is like it's a whole lot harder than I ever thought. I remember being like, before I had a kid, being like, "Why do people complain about it? It's really beautiful. Like you should be really thankful." And 
breastfeeding is awesome. Like, I was an asshole. <laughs> the trade-off is though is you get this like little tiny human who's hilarious and funny and hilarious and funny yeah that's how you know being, i think uh, and for me being a parent just being a parent is the yeah i'm it's hard it's the hardest thing i've ever done and it's also the most rewarding thing we've ever done i think too number 16 what do you most value in a friendship takis <laughs> <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Takis. No, we don't have any no. sponsors Not yet. yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But if you're Takis and you want to sponsor us, yes. reach out to them. We will, we will hand your Takis out in the middle of Times Square. Or Chiobani will take the Greek yogurt sponsorship yeah. as well. <laughs> Wait, what was the question? <laughs> what do you value most in a friendship? Uh, I think I value people who are patient. Because sometimes I forget uh, about people. That is that sounds really bad, but like sometimes, you know, we're talking a lot about my social anxiety. Let's just put it out there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sometimes people ask you to come to something and you legitimately have a reason to not go. And sometimes you try to find a reason to not go just because you're like, I want to talk to everybody and everybody's going to do this. So friends that are patient with me hmm. and kind of understand that I'm the sensitive soul. Yeah. I, I, with that, I would say um, understanding. Because people are people and not everyone's perfect and you do the best you can. And I think we actually, like you guys are, we love you. You're some of, of our course. best friends. And so like, I think too, um, like post baby friends are different. Like you guys are like totally cool with my kid running around mm-hmm. during our party. Our sir, our core, I feel like is really good at not, there's not a lot of difficult people. Yeah. It's not, none of, none of our friends like you guys close friends are people that I'm like oh, I just can't deal with them today like it's just there it doesn't exist and you know everyone has friends like I have this friend I just I can't deal with it today but you know as, what there, I mean? as your personal life gets more complicated you start to like reach for people who are less complicated mm-hmm. and I try to be that person for other people be less complicated and mm-hmm. more honest so we love you guys this is not about us, but thank you that's really <laughs> nice of you you're also very uncomplicated and fun well, to hang around you. You haven't seen us when we're hungry. Um, I mean, you, after, you actually have, actually. Well, you talked talk a lot about talking, so. After this podcast, though, I think you guys are going to be like, they're really complicated and yeah. kind of bizarre. Yeah. Let's stay away. <laughs> um, number 17, what is your most treasured memory? Um, I'd say for me, it's a it's a tie. It's the day, the the minute we got married, the second we got married, when we said I do, and it was when my son was born. And I, I can't like say there one is more important than the other because they're both so valuable to me that I would I used to and before her I would have said my opening night on Broadway. None of that matters more than like when I said I do and when that little baby came out. It was it was too much. Both of them were too much. Like that I can't even really talk about it right now because it's it's kind of it's kind Aww. of emotional. So that's very sweet. Yeah, I think um, the chain. That's. That's very sweet, Nick. She's going to say, um, <laughs> Let's say move on. Um, I think it would be the time I had Takis for the first time. No, um, no, it took me a little while to get used to Takis, so I'm going to say that. It's a required taste. Um, I would say it changes. Like, the best memory keeps changing. Like, everything keeps getting better. But I really love, like, we have a Christmas Eve tradition mm. where everybody comes over for brunch. And it's, like, so chill. You guys have been away. You came the first year. Yeah, you came last year. You never come? You've been before. You've been the first time, I think. I think we've you were flying out that night. Oh, we, we've been to it once? 
Yeah. So. Now that so what happened is is it started off as a Christmas Eve brunch, and then everybody just stayed the whole day, and it was like. Yeah. So cool. I don't know what it was, but it was like it's everybody like a new was tradition just, we created for our family. Which and then we, we all love. walked down to Gramercy Park. See the tree. See the tree. And to go to Gramercy Park that you're not allowed into except once a year on Christmas Eve. Yeah, so it's really fancy. Because it's really fancy. You have to have a key to get in. You have to live there. And so then, we're like, let's go see this damn park. So when I was it's there, it's pretty cool actually. But. I took my top off. <laughs> and I breastfed my baby. And it was eighty degrees, so that was. That yeah. was that was a good memory. That was a good Christmas Eve. It was 80 mm-hmm. degrees. I wore a tank top. We walked down to. Are you guys here this year? Are you coming? We'll Skype you in. Skype you in. Um, number 18. What is your most terrible memory? Pass. Um, I'll say it's. Uh, I, I had a friend um, pass away in high school, and I w- actually watched him die in a car crash. And. Um, I, cause we, we were in a, in a caravan of cars. His name was Chris Andrews. He was on the football team and he was a very sweet guy. And, um, we were in a caravan of cars and one of our friends was in another car and he was pulling in front of us to go in front of us cause he had a very fast car and he lost control of the car and it went to the trees. And, um, we all stopped and we went over there and we just saw there was just blood and awfulness everywhere. And we didn't really know what to do. And I remember someone saying, don't touch anyone in a car crash. Just let them sit there until the people get there. Because if you move them and you break their neck or something, then... So my mom had a car phone back then in 1993 when no one had cell phones <laughs> and we had a car phone. So we called 911 and um, they said, don't don't touch anyone. It's, like, it's going to be hard, but you have to do it. And I remember looking over and I just... <sighs> I saw my friend like breathe his last breaths and he just coughed up blood and died right there. And that was probably... That's awful. Yeah. But, you know, it was it. His death actually brought us a lot. All of us. I'm still best friends with my friend Jason, and like all of us, we're very, very close to this day. So, my little sister was in a car wreck, and I wasn't there. But that car ride with my parents to the hospital, because they didn't tell us a lot of details. We just knew that she was in intensive care, mm-hmm. and she was unconscious. And they told us that they're going to have us meet with the chaplain. And that car ride to the hospital was intense because we didn't know if she was alive they didn't know if she was alive because she was unconscious and so when we, by the time we got there she was alive but it was one of those things where you like drive a car up on the curb and just ran inside you know to see so that was pretty rough mm. but she was i don't say she was fine she, her you know she had problems she broke her she's alive though she's alive yeah. and then she had some some brain trauma but she's great now and the most important part is she lost a piece of her scalp and she's a hairdresser <laughs> right there, but like right on the scalp line. She's managed, though. Uh, number 19. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change? <laughs> you guys, come on. <laughs> come on with these questions. We didn't, we didn't write them. We didn't write these questions. Right. You, should have like a, you should have that guy on hand. Where is he? <laughs> I'm sure he lives nearby. Um, Arthur Aaron, if you're listening. Yeah, Arthur Aaron. Please come by. We're going to need your... Assistance. Thanks. You're going to pay for my therapy this month. Yeah. He's um, actually a professor at a college in New York. So, oh, you know, okay. yeah, he is close. He is yeah, close. Come on by. You should. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that, would be, be that would be the good get. Sorry, we just gave away the Sorry. season finale. Um, <laughs> all right, number 19. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you are now living and why? 
um, I would be a hundred percent more patient with myself and everyone around me. You would, you're going to die in a year. I would be like, let's go out. No, no, I'm saying patient. I'm going to go punch people. I don't like, I'm going to like, I don't, I'm going to die in a year. (laughs) I'm just going to be like, bye. See ya. Um, no, but I'm going to definitely eat more sugar. Oh, wait, I'm trying to so not wait, eat sugar. So wait, you're dying in a year? Yeah. So it's more about, this isn't so much a question like, no, I think it's very how noble. are you going to be a better person? I it's more like, what are you going to do in that no, year? No, I think that's nice. That's noble that you want to do that. And I want yeah, to punch everyone. Yeah. I don't want to, you know what it is? I don't want to leave this planet with anyone pissed at me. So, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to make sure, I, I don't need to be liked by everyone, but I don't want anybody to be mad at me. But Marissa wants to punch people in the face. I don't want Augie to be mad at me. I don't want to punch people, <laughs> but like, you know, if you get cat called by somebody, just Punch him in the face. Yeah. Right hook. <laughs> try it out. I've never right hooked anyone, so I want to try yeah. it out. I definitely want to try um, uh, some fancier food that I, we can afford. So maybe we can just like you know dine and dash. Oh, we're going, yeah, dine we're and going, dash. Yeah. Just dine and we'll get back to the food. So uh, dine and dash. Dine and dash. <laughs> dine and dash at Wolfgang Puck's restaurant. Yeah. All right, number twenty-one. What roles do you love? And oh god. I like buttery rolls. Oh my goodness. Wait, no. <laughs> it's not what rolls Okay, what rolls <laughs> What rolls do you love? I like the Are rolls. you guys very I like Sweeney Todd. Um, I like uh, the no. music man. I know. I was like, what rolls do you love? Oh I'd love to be Mama Rose. Um okay, this is not what it is. <laughs> Twenty one. What roles do love and affection play in your life? Love and affection. Oh my goodness, Nick is on on top of me all the time. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't that sounds, but he's just like oh, no. I'm like love the abominable and snowman. And I want to love and squeeze and hold you. You know what I mean? I'm that person. And then Augie is always just. Augie I'm just, likes. I'm overloved. She's overloved. It's a quality problem. Aww. I love it. I love I love hugs. I love kisses. I love, you know, Augie can't give me enough kisses. When he tries, I'm like, that's not enough. It's not. He enough. does the cutest anymore. thing, at night when you're putting him to sleep. And he just want to like leave the room, let him do his thing. He wants to kiss you between each slat of his crib. <laughs> Isn't that cute? Yeah. Just stick his little lips between each yeah. slat of the crib and get kisses. And then he wants to do that at least seven times. We do that in the playground sometimes too, between the bars. Oh, he's too quick. So, yeah. so cute. Yeah. Aww. Number 22, share a positive characteristic of your partner. Share three things. Um, I want to make sure they're good because I have a lot of characteristics I love about her. She is um, the thing I love the most about my wife is she challenges me because I'm right all the time, right? Men are right all the time. So, um, no, I I really adore and love and I don't always love it in the moment but I love when she challenges me to be a better person or to be more expanded version of myself in a good way and she's always she's always the one to be like like if we were going to be in a marriage where we just were like oh yeah that's fine honey whatever whatever you know and sometimes she's just like no nick that's bullshit yeah this is this is wrong and this is the reasons i'll tell you why and i feel like 99.9 of the time i'm always like fine you're right you know you're right um i know but i love that about her she challenges me i love that she is um so unbelievably thoughtful with regards to gifts, with regards to 
um, encouragement with regard. Um, this is a lot. She's very, very thoughtful in a lot of ways, and she's she knows certain things about me, and she'd be like, well, Augie might like this, and I know Nick likes this, so let's go do this today. Or like, um, these are important things to Nick. He likes this stuff, this kind of stuff. And, um, and the third is that she's just fucking gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I think she's so hot and so like, and she gets, she gets kind of shy because I just, I think she's gorgeous and she doesn't always take compliments. <laughs> she gets kind of shy about him, but I love everything about her. I think she's just perfect. She's perfect for me and we're, and I just love her to death. So, so three traits I like about Nick. Um, he's very sensitive and not afraid to be sensitive, which is so great and really plays against a, probably a lot of the masculine bullshit stuff that he was taught or grew up with, or I don't know, boys just are different. Um, but he's very sensitive and sweet and, um, he is totally game. Like if we're, I'm like, let's go do this. He's just up for it. It's like, drop everything, let's go do it, which is pretty fun. And he has an amazing voice. Have you guys heard him sing before? Yeah. It's like like an angel <laughs> died or something. I don't know. <laughs> is that a good? Your voice is like an angel died. That's not a, good, that's not a compliment. Like an angel was born. An angel's dying. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I meant that in the nicest way. The angel was jealous. Yes, yeah. exactly. The angel was like, I can't. I can't compete with that. <laughs> Why the angel was competing, I don't know. They could, should get their life Marissa together. Marissa is also a hell of a writer. I'll add a fourth. Thank you. She is. She's the best writer I know. I'm, but I'm a horrible reader. <laughs> Number 23. How close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? My family is very close. Like, too close sometimes. Like, we're all in our bu- each other's business. So for the same reason that it was a wonderful, happy childhood, it was probably a crazy childhood too. I think we had a lot of room to be ourselves, a lot of room to um, create. And for a house of all girls, we have a house of, everybody's pretty badass feminist, even my dad. So I think a lot of good came out of it. Um, I think, you know, it's funny cause my family is close. Um, my relationship with my family has gotten more, you know, since I moved to New York, it's a little bit harder cause we're farther away. My brother lives right next to my parents. So he, they see him more often with his kids and stuff like that. So it's been kind of, um, hard not to see them. And they, I would say that, uh, my dad is not like the most like emotional person in terms of like expressing his emotions. My brother is not very like doesn't express his emotions as well either. And I've always been like the emotional one in the family. Um, so my mom and I were always very close and, um, my dad and I are close in other ways. And my brother and I, we've kind of drifted apart over the years. And I think, I think the, the value I have on emotional, like, qualities that I have are very important to me and um, I'm not so sure that 
sometimes my family really knows what to do with me because I'm so emotional sometimes. Like, and Marissa does because she's also emotional. And <laughs> so like sometimes I'll get really emotional. My family's like, why are you so emotional about this? I'm like, I don't know. I just am. <laughs> but um, I, I love my family. I, they're, they're the hardest working people in the world. And they, the, the thing I love about them the most is that they did instill a lot of like hard work ethic. And if you want something, you can get it. You just got to figure out how to do it. And um my mom is an artist and she has a lot of, i wish i wish my mom was like able to kind of have like her own studio and like sell her art because she's so great at it and um she's actually come to visit over thanksgiving which i'm always excited about so <laughs> number 24 how do you feel about the relationship with your mother <laughs> yeah no i love my mom my mom and i used to be best friends not used to we were still very close but we growing up my dad traveled a lot and my brother was doing a lot of sports and stuff. So it was my mom and I kind of just like hung out a lot. We go eat sushi and we were, we were like best buds. And to this day, sometimes I just like get in the car with her and going and traveling and talking about everything. And, um, but yeah, I love my, I love my mom. She's, she's very strong. She's kind of no bullshit sometimes, which I love. It's kind of my, my wife is my wife and my mom have some very similar qualities in terms of their like, um, they're very like passionate about the things they're passionate about and they're very strong women. So I have a very good relationship with my mom. We talk like every day. This is my question. Hmm. My question for the creator of this quiz. What about the dad? This is some patriarchal bullshit right here. <laughs> Being a mom, like I'm supposed to carry every insecurity and... <laughs> Arthur Aaron, reach out to us at 36qpodcast at gmail <laughs> about your quiz. We have a few questions for you. Yeah, we could add the d- we, I should add the dad question. Well, yeah, we should. Okay. Because everybody, I think everybody has problems with their dad. This is a... I don't, actually. I mean, I, I'm not saying that as of like, I have problems with my dad on air. He's great, too. I talk to him a lot. All right. This is question 24A. How do you feel about your relationship with your dad? Um, I My dad and I, we're... We've actually had a kind of a tough time the last couple of years. Um, some of it's about politics, and we actually had a long conversation this year about like maybe we should just shouldn't just talk about politics. And because um, honestly, there's a million other things on the planet I'd rather talk about than politics and politicians and what anyone is saying on TV and what's happening in the world. Because um, there's a lot of things that like my dad is uh, really really smart and really like. He is such a good problem solver. There's a lot of things that I go to him and be like, Dad, I can't figure this out. I can't figure this out. And he's he just is like, Will you try this, you try this, whatever. Um so I think I think right now actually my relationship with my dad is is pretty good. And um he traveled a lot when we were growing up, and so it was it was kinda hard to kind of get a closer emotional relationship with him. Um and I'm also like, you know, an exposed nerve of emotions. So. <laughs> but um, no, I'm, 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 I love my dad. He's, he's a wonderful man. He's done a lot. He has he devoted his whole life to defending this country. And like, it's kind of, he's a very unselfish person in a lot of ways. So. Okay. So number 25, make two true we statements. For instance, we are both feeling, we are both feeling How nervous. many two? No, um, two. We are both feeling 
anxious. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, we are both feeling tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yesterday after Wolfgang Puck's dinner, we were both feeling oh hungover. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> because they serve a glass of wine between every course. What? Like well, between and then they serve, or So they, they, have, they have an open cocktail hour before. And so everybody's just like, oh, well, let's drink wine. There's free wine. That's the mistake. Next yeah. time, next time, next time I sit, next time I have dinner with dinner. Wolfgang Puck, I'm gonna not drink the wine beforehand. Yeah, I think we're both. Uh, one more thing, we're both feeling. I think we're both feeling now, like we're a little bit more secure with our parenting. Oh, Although I it you were changes, say that. no, it, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely feel that way. Um, <laughs> No, I, I think like every day we get a little bit more like, I got this. And then the next day it's like, no, you really don't have this because it's. He's oh, yeah. I, I know less. <laughs> I'd say I know less but. than I ever knew. Number 26, complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share. My fries. <laughs> <laughs> no, but remember when we first were dating? And you, um, I used to have this thing where I didn't, I didn't like people just reaching onto my plate, pulling my food off the plate without asking. First of all, I just think it's rude. But second of all, like they're French fries, especially don't take my fries. <laughs> but now, but I didn't know that about him until I met his family and I took a fry or something off his plate and they were like, oh, he lets you do that. And I was like, <laughs> are you crazy? Of course. And now like all he comes over and takes things on my plate. I was like, I don't care. Like maybe be with Marissa, help me get through that. My food used to be like my, my my safe zone. You know what I mean? I wish I could share. Um, I wish I had someone to share beef patties with because Marissa hates beef oh, patties. Gosh. No. Have you I had a beef patty? Jamaican patties. beef patty? They're the like nastiest yet most wonderful thing on the planet. They're at the pizza place for some reason. Yeah, they're Always ground beef pizza. inside of like a little tan. No, it's orange. Shit. It's like violent orange. <laughs> <laughs> and then he puts all this ketchup on it. It stinks. Yeah, no, I think I'm going to pass on that. I think, <laughs> I think we were supposed to say something more emotional, but we'll leave it at fries and beef patties. <laughs> <laughs> Number 27. What is an important thing a new friend would need to know about you? Um, They need to know... I don't put up with a lot of bullshit. Like, I recently had a friend who was just so much fun... We did a lot of stuff together. He lied a lot in a like little tiny ways, which were still kind of fun. Like he would tell these stories I knew weren't true, but were like so fantastic. And then part of me was like, maybe he should be a writer and like create those ideas. But it just wasn't worth having him as a friend because he, I didn't know if I could trust him. Mm -hmm. And that's more important to me is to have, I don't have a lot of really close friends because I don't really care for the bullshit. Yeah. I would say you should know that my wife and kid, there's there's no negotiating there. Like, you can't talk about my wife. You can't talk about my kid. <laughs> like, I mean, I can vent about my wife and my kid, but, like, I, I spe- there's something specific now as a parent. If you come after my kid, you're going to have problems with me. <laughs> there's a, I feel it's like a – I never thought I would have that feeling. And, and you say – people say you have this parent, like – thing that happens and it's it really is kind of and interesting because i find myself even getting a little annoyed at kids on the playground and being like oh 
like you pushed my son. Like I'm so mad at this two year old, <laughs> but it's a two year old. You know what I mean? Like I have to check myself and be like, okay, they're just two year olds. They're like learning how to negotiate on the playground. So that's what you value in a friendship. Huh? What was the question? <laughs> no, I just, I mean, you should know this about me that like I'm my, oh, you're, my your wife, friend should know my wife you. and my son are always going to come first. They yeah. just will. So there you go. Number 28, say one more thing you like about your partner, something specific you haven't mentioned yet. Um, it's very passionate, passionate person. He does everything passionately, <laughs> even passion. Nobody <laughs> yeah, is. Um, I really don't know what to say other than that you were passionate because you were passionate about everything. You were passionate about beef patties. You were passionate about... That it's at at to not whatever I was saying before AT and T. Well, no, there's a running debate on the ATAT <laughs> and at at. There is a running debate, but I think the writers actually said at at. So I'm going with what the writers said. Nick so. Nick knows more. These two know probably know more about Star Wars than I do. So they might so actually know very, the answer to that question. He's very passionate, <laughs> and but it I, all it all translates to the sack. Yeah, we bring at ats into the sack. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to wink. I can't I wink. All right, we're um, gonna. <laughs> No, I, I would say um, what I said, the four things. She's, she is the best writer I know. I, she'll whip out some script or some, something she's written, and I'm just kind of like, I don't understand how your brain works. I don't get it. You know what I mean? And everything that she writes is so sayable for an actor to say. And so like every, and it's so easy to memorize because it just it like you don't really have to sit there and try to memorize her work because it just is, it would, it is the natural thing that someone would say sometimes on a heightened level or a crazy level or whatever, but it is, it is so well done. I can't wait for all of her plays to be seen everywhere. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you. Number 29, share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. There's so many. I'm so, I'm, I'm so embarrassed of everything I do every day. Um, embarrassing moment. I feel like we've shared them all. Do you have a new one? Well, I'm wondering what would you say is more embarrassing, the Manja restaurant? Oh, that's good. Or the Bed Bath and Beyond? I'm gonna I'm gonna place. give up my um I'm gonna give up my embarrassing story and let Nick tell two. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, the first one is um we were at this restaurant called Manja. We were stopping to get lunch one day, and Marissa was walking next to me, and. I am a little handsy with my wife. I put my hand, you know, on her bum sometimes and around her midsection and things. Today, this day, wherever, what day it was, I put my hand on her bum and I actually kind of reached a little lower and she pulls away from me. And I was like, Marissa never pulls away from me. Oh, wait, that's not Marissa. Oh, no. I groped some strange woman oh, that I... No. Well, and. So he comes and runs to get me. You should. You have I mean, to I know this, this is about my me. Most like I don't. Like too, I don't. This, I was is, this is one of those things. Like I'm not at all aggressive like that, and I've never been that way. And if and if when I see someone do that, it actually upsets me. So like I was so upset that I looked at this woman and I said, "Oh my god, I thought you were my wife. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna go get my wife. Can you stay here right now? Because I, I was like, but I'm gonna is, go to jail right now because I just assaulted this woman. You this know is I mean? before like, this we were. This is before we married though, because you came up to me and you were like. You're my girlfriend. Pretend like you're my girlfriend. I'm like, I am your girlfriend. <laughs> and so then he brought me over to this woman. And I'm going to say, I'm flattered because she had she had, she had it going on. She was like Middle Eastern and had long black hair down her back. And a baby stroller. And a baby stroller. 
So like you'd completely assaulted a person who was not even <laughs> remotely but looked like Marissa me. Marissa was literally just next to me, and then she wasn't. You know what I mean? Like it was one of those moments of like. Oh. Oh, I felt so bad. And the woman ended up being really cool, and she kind of laughed about it because she realized I wasn't some crazy person because she looked at me. She didn't laugh about it. I'm going to call the police on you. And I was just like. He said, he he turned to me and he's like, she was really upset. And I was like, uh, (laughs) yeah. No, she's probably on another podcast right now telling that story about the day she was assaulted at Manja. Manja. And the patriarchy. Um, The other story is. (laughs) I don't know if I want to tell the story. Something happened at Bed Bath and Beyond, and I'll just say that (laughs) it was beyond the Bed Bath Um, and Beyond. Number thirty. When did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself? Well, I just cried in front of all you fine people, um, talking about how much I love my family, and um, in front of another person. We cry a lot. We're criers here, so it's really hard to recall. Yeah, the second. I think I cried at the theater. When I was talking about something Augie did the other day. Or, you know what I, I did? No, I actually, I cried. I was really upset about the, um, I'm, I've been, uh, both of us have been kind of upset about the shootings that have been happening. And. We've been really upset. The one, the one that happened at the Pulse nightclub, not that Vegas didn't affect me more. Cause I don't know if, I don't want to say that I'm getting numb to it either, but the Pulse nightclub shooting upset me so bad. And so we collected money for them after that. And just getting, I got up on stage and we had to like tell them why we we're collecting money. And I, I couldn't even get through it. I was just like, I'm so upset about how I'm not, this, like, something like this happens. And it's not that I'm not sad about it anymore. It's like, now I'm pissed. Now I'm yeah. just pissed. Like, why is it happening? I'm mad. Yeah. I'm, I've moved into that anger about it. Number 31. What one thing do you think other people appreciate most about your partner? Nick will drop everything and do anything for anybody. He will. He just will. They need help. He's there. Yeah, I'll do it. This move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. You know. He'll do it. And sometimes I'll be like, you don't have to do that. You can stay. Not that. No, no I was like, no, you have to no, go. She wanted to to go. Yeah, she you wanted have to go help them move. Yeah. Other than that. Did you tell him not to help us move? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Not at all. No. I mean, we get, we get. No, I, I, we honestly, we have so many people that hook us up and help us out with stuff. I just feel like that's part of life. You got to do stuff for other people. It's, it's part of like us being community, us being like friends, us being things like that. When we had that block party, there was like all these neighbors down there that know him from him just helping them do stuff. Yeah. Marissa is probably the best sounding board for anyone to talk to about an issue they're having, a problem they're having, happy thing that happened to them. She is the most understanding and will sit there and listen to you and sometimes have advice and sometimes just be like, that sucks. I'm really sorry. Like she's really good at being the person that can be a sponge and take in what the person is giving them and be able to give the person what they need or what they don't need at that time. You know what I mean? Like she's also really good at being, having some, you know, constructive advice or but i i do love like if i have a problem she's the first person i text she's the first person i call she's the first i tell her everything i'm like this happened today what do i do you know what i mean and she's always you know sometimes she's just great at being like ignore it it's fine do you know what i mean like and sometimes i just need to hear that you know what i mean yeah a lot of my a lot of times i just say calm the hell down yeah. <laughs> 33 How are we doing so far are we doing okay great you guys are doing wonderful right. yeah we passed 
Yes, you are. Wait, I have to get an A on We're this. We're going to grade you. <laughs> when does the um, the clergyman come in to marry us at the end? <laughs> or the divorce lawyer? Um, okay, 33. If you were to die this evening with no opportunity <laughs> to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone? Why haven't you told them yet? I don't, I don't, I, I tell people too much. So I would probably regret telling somebody something. Marissa's pretty blunt with honest people. She has a problem with them. She's like, I'm trying to think. That's a, uh, that's such an, can I read that question? I have to read it and then I'll be able to know. I'm very visual. I would have, I would have regretted not punching more people in the face. <laughs> I'm not going to punch anyone in the face. That is, that is, this is, this might be the hardest question only because I can't. Cause you don't want to say the thing you're going to regret saying. No, because I, because I've, I actually, I feel like I've had some pretty amazing breakthroughs like with people this year that I've needed to have breakthroughs with. Like my father, we had a pretty, I, you know, we had a conversation where I said some things that I wanted to say to him and I told him and we, you know, we've had, we, I think we are better for having had that conversation and say those things and stuff like that. Um, I guess it just is like you telling them going to change their life is going to change how they feel, how they feel about you. Is it better to just not say it? People in general? Yeah. I mean, just what you have to say. Yeah. It's no, there's, a selfish and there's, thing, I feel Well, like. and there's there's sometimes you want to you want to say something, but then it's just going to hurt that person's feelings and not solve anything. So I feel like I would not, that wouldn't, I don't want to make it, I'm not going to say something just to make someone feel bad about themselves. But um, there's a lot of time, there is, I will say this, there's a lot of times when a situation happens and everyone has this, five minutes later, oh, I should have said this in that moment. You know what I mean? Like I should have said this and not for a spite thing or an anger thing, just be like, no, this is what I was actually trying to say. You know what I mean? I think I would regret not telling Augie goodbye. But then maybe I'd regret telling him goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> it is complicated. 34, your house containing everything you own catches fire. <laughs> Trigger. We go from, you know. Trigger warnings. Uh, after, save, after saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? Well, your apartment building was on fire recently. Yeah, it was. We lost a friend, actually, our neighbor, who died in the fire. But our apartments are all fireproofed, so we were. they told us actually to stay in our apartment. It's a very different thing than some buildings would tell you to get out. Which so is we also had, terrifying. Yeah. Because like, actively getting out of the building makes you feel like you're doing something. Yeah. But sitting there, so I put I strapped Augie in. Well, we looked out the peephole, and it was just black smoke yeah. filled the entire hallway. And, and Augie, I was, so and I I was put like, a, we can't take August out there because he doesn't know to hold his breath. Well, oh yeah, there's no was, way we can take him out in the and smoke. And I was like, to. and I, so I told him, I said, go on the fire escape, just stay. Out, I mean, on the balcony. I put him in the little carrier on my belly, and we just waited. And then I called my dad, and then I was like, should I Facetime him? And I'm like, am I gonna Facetime my dad and be like, this yeah. is it? No, we call. I called my dad too. I just be like, just so you know, our fire, our building's on fire. I don't know what that means, but I'll call you later. <laughs> I called. Dad, because he would, because if I would have called my mom, my mom would have like, yeah. But my dad was like, "Wait, are you? What are you saying here?" And I was like, "I don't know, Dad, but I'll call you back." <laughs> um, I would say I would go. You know, what I would go. I would go and get um my flash drive that has all of my pictures backed up. That'd probably be the thing that I would want to save. Yeah. 
because I can't get you can't get pictures back. And I was like, and I've saved every picture I've ever had on that flash drive, and I backed it up on another one. So I think I would grab both of them. And um, and I'm just gonna make a plug for Dropbox. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they not? Yeah, why, why are they, are they not a sponsor? sponsor? This question sponsored by Dropbox. Dropbox. <laughs> <laughs> what would you get? Um, I just would get Augie. And no, Augie's already I, saved. I know, but like, I honestly, all this stuff, especially living in New York, like yeah. stuff is not as important as. That's the thing I would say. That said, I was like, I, as long as my family is safe, yeah. it had to. I mean, it, it it would have to be those pictures, and but I had to be able to get to them, be able to get out, and not worry about getting yeah. killed or burned. We doing okay on time? You guys, <laughs> 35. Of all the people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing? Why? Well, Augie's. Yeah, I'd say my son. Yeah. And, and a, a very close second would be Marissa. Very close to that would be like my no, I, family. Like I... I, I don't even want to put like levels no. on who's more important. Like we that, almost but. lost him, eight, twelve. He when he was twelve days old, and we had to go back yeah. to the hospital. We had to take him back to the ICU. He was he had a tongue tie and he wasn't, he wasn't eating, eating properly. Eating properly. So we almost we did almost lose our son, and that was that was the hardest time. That was ever. terrifying. So yeah, that might Augie. be my most terrible terrible memory now. That I know, back. <laughs> but he made it through. So it was like also kind of a wonderful thing that he made it through. So, um, thirty six. Share a personal problem with your partner and ask what their advice would be. This is a tough one for couples because you probably already share these things, but oh, yeah. it's meant for strangers. A personal problem. Because I'll have problems you always help me with. You always help me with my problems. My personal problem. I mean, I do have is it i can't reach it <laughs> and he's not a picker so i don't know um that is a personal problem i don't know if you could solve what advice do you have for Brazil? um don't take your time zit um <laughs> just rush into your finality <laughs> he just gave advice to the zit because yeah. normally i would say don't rush into things you know like take your time yeah. Personal problem. That's a hard one. Because we know each other's personal problems. I have a hard time with um, excess in general. Like, I will play video games for like five hours if given the opportunity. I will play it and not get up. Or I will eat the entire bowl of nachos. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, I have a problem in general with excess. Um, and it's nice because Marissa and I have like a level of... There is a level of like satisfaction of life I get from her and my son. So like food, they always say like you know food and sex are the two like pleasure zones that sharks have and humans have. You know, like the things that we're, we want to eat, we have sex. We have you know, and so like um, we're just gonna have more sex. And I'm gonna pull away from the nachos. Versus <laughs> uh... <laughs> like edit that, edit that. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. That's so quick. How do we do? So we're not done yet. What's our score? There's you guys did A+. Plus. Okay. It was an A+. Plus. You guys did great. There's one additional step that Arthur Aaron has put in the 36 questions. Yeah, this was part of the actual test. So It's not a test. <laughs> There's just questions. At the end, they have uh, the two people stare into each other's eyes for four minutes. 
the reason that he did this is uh, on a daily basis. It's very, uh, very often you don't ever look at someone's eyes, even when you're talking to them. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard to look at someone in the eye for more than even a few seconds without looking away. Uh, so he just helped, thought it helped develop intimacy. Yeah. So, so you're um, going to stare at each other in the eyes for four minutes. And even though the people at home aren't going to get to see the whole four minutes because we're going to cut out dead air, this is certified four minutes. Certified we promise it's minutes. really going to happen. Um, all right. This guy was creepy. Ready? And <laughs> this guy <was> creepy. <laughs> Go. Arthur, you're creepy. <laughs> Go. it was watching you guys uh, staring to each other's <laughs> eyes you made a lot you made some faces in the beginning then you were like uh, hyperventilating and then you had to like physically try to keep your eyes open at one it's point. hard marissa went to lamaze at one point so i did and then <laughs> yeah like, feel my breath <laughs> so how did you feel about the questions it was some of it was a little intense i'll be yeah. honest yeah talking about my you know what it is talking about my family uh my personal family, like my parents and my brother and stuff like that, um, it's hard because I feel like there's a level of, I have a great relationship with my family and then there's some things that feel like because we're so far away or because of politics, we don't, we're not connecting in some ways. And I, and I've, I've really tried this year, I feel like to kind of throw a lot of that stuff away and just be my family with them. And that's helped a lot. And so, but even talking about it sometimes is hard because it's like, I, I want to have the best relationship with my family because we're only on this planet so long. So, um, but talking about Marissa to her face about her, it feels a little weird sometimes <laughs> Yeah. because you feel like I, I love this person so much and I, I, I don't know. It feels, it's just, it was like a weird, some of them are like kind of awkward. Like I'm telling you how awesome you are to your face. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> no, I think it was, um, interesting think it was a little like some of the questions i can see why they would be more geared towards people who aren't strangers mm-hmm. um that it might be more provocative to tell a stranger like, your deepest fears or something yeah. on the first meeting um because we already know that stuff yeah a lot of no that. but this is cool it's, it is you know what's funny though is like um i'm so much more like I, it made me it made me like want to I don't know how to say this. Be single again? No. There was a moment before we did this. There was a moment before this that I was just like, this is my wife and I love her and everything. And then now after saying and hearing all that stuff, I love my wife. And sometimes I forget. I don't forget how much I love you, but I forget how much history we have and how much how much connection we have. And sometimes doing something like this actually makes it feel like it's more like, I. oh, yeah. Like this was like a good, you know, re- what am, I, what am I trying to say, babe? You're the writer. You're saying, spring in the officiant, let's renew these vows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys should renew your vows. That'd be yeah, fun. Should. It'd be fun. Um, are there things that you learned about each other that you didn't know before? Um, I don't think so. I, think, I, I realized... I think it just was like, yeah, that's Nick. Well, I realized... that I didn't realize that your... The nervousness you felt trying to tell your life story was like... So is that anxiety? We're just gonna. You're gonna go. We're just gonna keep 
no, no. I, I'm just saying, like, I didn't know that. <laughs> I did, I thought you were just like trying to come up with something funny as no, opposed to like. I'm trying to come up with something. I wasn't trying to come up with something funny at yeah. all. I was just trying to say, I was thinking about time. Yeah. But then I realized two minutes is a long time. I could have said more. Yeah. I'm sure there were some soccer team mascots I used to <laughs> <laughs> could have incorporated into that. I didn't know Lancer was your uh, mascot. What, yeah, is, what a is a Lancer? Exactly. Besides the thing to pop a zit, right? Is that a, Lancer? a Lancer. That's why I've been looking for a Lancer my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're both talented people. We love you. Um, is there anything you'd like to plug that you're yeah, working as on a now? Thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, feel free to pro- oh, plug. Nice. Uh, yeah, how Nick is on a three episode arc of Sneaky Beat. I'm, yeah, I'm filming. In the spring. I have one more episode I'm filming this month, and then Sneaky Beat comes out January 2018, the second season. Cool. Um, I'm also in Avenue Q every night, so you're welcome to come see Avenue Q. Is the best show in town. So much fun. These guys have been to it. Yeah, it's awesome. And if you're part of the audition uh, panel of Joseph and the Amazing Technical <laughs> Dream Coat, uh, you should hire this. Hire guy. this dead bot right here. <laughs> <laughs> And if anyone else wants to be a part of our podcast, you can email us at 36qpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, yeah. you could email us. And subscribe on iTunes. And L- leave a review. Anna just I love the reviews that are on there. She wakes up every morning and looks for reviews. That's what she does. <laughs> if you know anyone at Takis and Dropbox. Yeah. yeah if you're this episode Takis was brought to you by Takis. <laughs> Takis. Giovanni. And Dropbox. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. You should Thank do, you. You should do I will. I'll sponsors. do your sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> so if you sponsor us, Marissa will we'll do the, the Yeah, Marissa will do our sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks Thank again. you.